Hello, you're listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. This is one of our previous episodes from our previous show and feed from Timeless Gaming. But this is our uh, this is actually our new show and our new feed for otakuspirit.com. Um, so just suffice to say, if anything is mentioned in there about Timeless Gaming, that is our old website. So uh, you can now find us at otakuspirit.com. So for all of our anime coverage exclusively, um, it is all there. Our news, reviews, and a podcast link and everything. So be sure to check us out there. We love you. Love you guys. <laughs> you're listening to the thomas gaming podcast my name is andrew and i'm joined here as always with chris yo and today's episode is an anime cast episode we're going to go over our uh anime picks uh, our top 10 list it's been about two years since we did our original podcast where we talked about our top 10 lists and so we kind of felt after you know two years of insane anime watching uh we've bumped down some and brought up some new it's it's ever evolving list so we felt it was a good time to sit down and let you all know why we like the animes that we like and which ones they are in fact so without further ado are you ready (laughs) yes okay i asked that because we we already had a troubled start once before but inside baseball there uh so without further ado let's jump right in the list and start with our t- number 10 we'll go all the way up to our number one we'll give a quick synopsis of each show uh what the base story is and why we like it and uh yeah we're going to start off with one of chris's number 10 which is madoka magica madoka magica this is about a uh, young girl who is approached by a cute um, cat-like creature and is offered uh, to grant her wish to become a magical girl. Um, the reason why I have this on is mostly because as it's stewed in my heart, it has become more and more one of my favorite animes of all time. And I just believe that it does deserve um, a place on the top ten. Um, it, it it's a deconstruction of um, magical girls in general. It has broken every rule in the book. Um, I think it's highly worth the time. If anybody uh, is considering it, please don't don't hesitate at all. Just go and watch it. You will see why it's worth it. It's a magical girl. It is a deconstruction magical girl. Deconstruction. That means it's like Transformers backwards. Not exactly. It is a magical girl that they have broken all the rules in. It is literally, that's what it is. They pay a high price for their magical girl powers. And no, there's no way to describe that unless you actually watch it. It's a dark magical girl that's actually dark. To say it's a dark magical girl implies that it's just a twisted show, and it's not. It is a magical girl, and it is a deconstruction. It, Like I said, it breaks all of the rules. It takes magical girl and just destroys it and then re-puts it together. It, I believe it, it is the start of almost a new genre, on, honestly. Okay, well, that's Madoka Magica. Is it Madoka Magica? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but wait, I'll move on to my top ten, or my top, my number ten. I'm getting tongue-twisted here. 
and that is Katana Katari. Now, if y'all have listened to our last top picks, you know that this was in our honorable mentions, and the only reason it was really there was because we had just watched it, and when we thought about it, we were like, oh, that might actually go on our list, and so sure enough, it's it's my number 10. It just bumped itself right in there. Uh, Katana Katari is a very artistic-styled anime. It's uh, not quite a typical look visually. Um, it's very stylized, very artistic, and very smooth animations. I love the animations in the show. Uh, it follows a uh, strategist named Tagami, and she is uh, a brainchild. She's she's very smart. She's very witty. She knows exactly how to uh, kind of analyze a battlefield and and decide what what's best to do to do a certain situation. Um, but she's not a fighter. So she is tasked with finding these, how many were there, 12 weapons or were they 10? Yeah, 12 shows. 12 weapons. They're, uh, they're demon weapons. They're, they're forged with incredible power. And she's tasked with going out and collecting them all. The problem is she can't get anybody, just anybody to help her with it because she's afraid that if somebody, she's a strategist, she's afraid that if somebody were to be actually wielding weapons, they would want to use one of the demon weapons and then become possessed by it. So she goes out and finds this guy, uh, Yasuri Shichika. Uh, he is basically a human weapon. His body is a weapon. Uh, he doesn't need to actually wield a still or whatever blunt weapon. He, he uses his body an incredible technique. And she enlists him to help her uh, go out there and get all these weapons. Each it, it's a it's an hour long each episode. It's I think twelve episodes long. It's very short in in series wise. Um, but the content itself is great. Each episode it does feel kind of episodic because they're going out and getting a new weapon each episode. There's a battle each episode, but it doesn't feel uh, episodic. It's very epic in scale. And the ending is very... Uh, it was a very good ending. Uh, we had a lot of debates back and forth between me and Chris about what exactly the ending meant. Um, so it is a, it's got a lot of potentials for discussion, so that's why I really like it, and it's my top ten. So... On to number nine for Chris, which is Hajime no Ippo. Um, this is a this actually is a show that I I believe that has a lot of staying power. Um, when it came down to it, I bumped into this show completely by accident. Um, I was not expecting to like it. Um, I'm not really big into sports type shows, um, but this one does a lot of things right. Um, it has. Uh, I didn't want to go in too deep into Madoka Magica because mostly I don't want to do any spoilerish type stuff. With this one, there's really no spoiling it. It's a huge boxing show, so you you pretty much have the the layout outside of the beginning uh, is pretty much a build up. Uh, they will train for a little while and then they will have a match. Um, boxing, boxing match. Okay, I don't yes. want to said boxing. I I'm pretty sure I did. Okay, <laughs> not paying attention. Um, it this show does does what a lot of shows should as far as um a lot of shows have a bad habit of overly emphasizing the actual fight. This show tends to do more the training. And it's very fast paced, and it keeps going on. It doesn't doesn't focus on one thing too long, um, which is one of the bad problems that a lot of a lot of shows like 
Um, my brother had a was a little bit leery, is a little bit leery of this show because he automatically thinks of um, Dragon Ball Z when he thinks of this show. And I and I said no, it's really not. Um, it does a lot of things right where Dragon Ball Z just tended to focus so much on trying to keep your attention by the fight itself. This is keeping your attention by the characters and driving the actual story through the characters. Um, I can't say enough for this show, and I think it highly deserves the spot that it's got. It's got the comedy, it has the fun, it has the action, has the gut-gripping, just push-you-through-some-parts. It just does it right. Okay, that's it for that one. Uh, Move on to my number nine, which is Hanasaka Iroha. Uh, this show has basically hit my radar recently, um, probably sometime mid this year. Uh, I'd never heard of it before. Uh, I ended up finding an article about reviewing the special edition for it, um, and I just decided to look for it, look at, uh, look into it, and I'm glad I did. Uh, this story basically follows uh, Ohana. Uh, she's a 16-year-old girl who is still in school. Um, her mother is a complete deadbeat. Uh, she decided one day that she's going to marry some new boyfriend and run off and essentially told uh, um, Ohana, okay, you're going to go live with your grandma now. So she's like, okay, well, maybe this will give me a chance to you know, restart my life. And But she ends up having to leave uh, her uh, childhood friend who uh, ends up uh, confessing to her before she leaves. Uh, at the new, her grandma's, which is her inn, uh, her grandma's inn is uh, kind of a traditional style inn um, in the midst of a new grand scale inn. And her grandma immediately puts her to work and she's very mean about it. So uh, she's having to struggle with, I just left my friend, my, my childhood friend. I'm um, now in some place I've never been before. I'm dealing with having to work in an environment with people that aren't really friendly. And she's a very, uh, you know, Ganky kind of girl. She's very upbeat, and she's trying to rub off on all these people. The reason why I enjoy this show so much is because, um, yeah, the characters are great. The artistic style is very beautiful. The environments, um, the character animations, everything is beautiful. Um, it was more the fact that I fell in love with the main character. Uh, because she was so up, upbeat and the struggles that she went through, uh, I honestly say by the end of the show, it had me kind of questioning my own life. And that's what I think makes it so great. Um, I actually sat there after I finished the last episode and questioned if what I'm doing is what I enjoy. Because that's what it really brings up the question is, are you enjoying where you're at in life? And the way that it brought up that question for me was very impactful. And like I said, along with the animations, the art style, and the beautiful sceneries, it's it's easily in my top ten list. So, number eight for you. Air TV, which I think is the same on yours, or uh, yes, it is. We're both number eight, so we're gonna we're gonna do a combined discussion. So you you go ahead and go first. You go first. Okay, I'll talk about the story itself. Um, it basically covers a boy um, named Yukito Kunisaki. If I said that right, um, he is a wandering traveler, kind of. Uh, I don't think they really explained what he's doing, but he is kind of just wandering around. He comes upon a, uh, upon a, uh, a, a small town and basically just stumbles upon this one girl named uh, Misuzu. 
and kind of entranced by her. She's she's got a very upbeat spirit. She's very goofy, silly. Um, but he ends up following uh, following her around. Uh, gets to meeting her uh, guardian, who is crazy in her own right. Uh, and I don't really want to get too into the story because uh, what kind of unfolds later on is a kind of a very tragic uh, cycle. Uh, these people are basically. Uh, whether they like it or not, are being pulled into a cycle of tragedy that uh, is, is very intense, very heartbreaking. Uh, I This is one of the few shows that I can honestly say when I seen certain parts of it, I got teary-eyed. Maybe it, it was raining inside, I'm not sure, but uh, it, it definitely tugged at the heartstrings, and that's why I think it's just a, a great show. And it's by Key, and Key does some amazing work. I uh, all I can do is agree. I mean, uh, there this was just uh, all in all, it was a beautiful show. Um, it it's one of those shows that just kind of like it's not super fast paced, but it it definitely is light hearted in a lot of parts. Although it does have this very very dark undertone, which just kind of keeps you keeps you driving through. It it, it is definitely just a work of art in general. Yeah, and just like most key shows, there's a lot of side characters that you can't really discount because they have their own um, tragic or upbeat stories to themselves. And I enjoyed all those characters for what they had in store for each one of them. So uh, I will say this is Air TV. I want to specifically say that because the movie, in my opinion, was very low budget and terrible. A lot of still shots wasn't very well told because it was done in a movie. Uh, the series itself tells it a lot better because you're you're investing more time into the character, you're getting to know them, and it makes the the ultimate climax um, a lot better for the the story itself. So, I honestly didn't like the movie at all. I did not either. So, <laughs> you have a, a two people uh, explanation there. Um, so, we move on to your seven. I'm going to go ahead and skip my seven because you have it on your list higher, and so you deserve to go ahead and talk about that okay that'll be clint ad but when we get to one we can we can go in deeper discussion on that one which technically i have your number (laughs) six higher on my list so (laughs) you're messing it all up Uh, okay we'll move on to number seven for me which is sword art online uh this is another one that was recently released and it captivated me so uh it definitely pushed itself up there in my list uh sword art online basically covers a uh, kind of a shut-in uh, kid. His name is uh, uh, Kirito. Uh, he he basically is kind of participating in online virtual reality games. He gets in on this uh, beta testing for Sword Art Online, and so upon the release, he jumps into the game immediately because he's a shut-in. And that's all he basically does. Um, suffice to say, he is very uh, knowledgeable of the game. He decides right off the bat, and again, this is a, a virtual reality, multi, massively multiplayer online game. He start, He decides right off the bat that he's going to run off on his own. He's going to level up on his own because he knows the best spots. He doesn't want anybody weighing him down. Uh, as he does so, uh, he ends up stumbling upon some other guy, uh, decides to help him out a little bit, show him the roots. Uh, in the end, they decide to go ahead and log out. Well, when the guy goes to log out, he's like, dude, I, I can't log out. There's no log out button. And again, this is a virtual reality set. It, it, it actually attaches to your brain and you can't do anything outside of the game because 
essentially when you raise your arm, you're raising your arm in the game. You're not raising your actual physical arm. So you can't, you know, lift off your headset. You have to actually log out. That sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. Sure enough. Uh, so he can't log out. Uh, Kirito goes to check. He can't log out either. So he's like, well, maybe it's a bug. They'll fix it. Just when they say that, they all get ported to this arena. Everybody in the game that's currently logged in gets lo- uh, ported there. And the Game Master shows up, and he basically says, Okay, uh, so you all know, uh, I'm making this game real. If you die in the game, you die in real life. Essentially, you're going to get a shock to your brain and kill you. So everything here is real. Uh, Also, everybody, what you look like is what your character's going to look like. Um, And if you all want to get out of here, you have to beat my... There's a a tower that everybody has to kind of rise up in and get to the top floor and beat the boss... And they have to do that in order to win. Well, suffice to say, that is not a good thing. Um, so wh- that was all in the first episode. When I when I watched this first episode, I was immediately hooked. This I've enjoyed MMOs my entire life. Well, not my entire life, but since MMOs been out, and this game just hits every single nerve. Uh, they do everything correctly. The over leveling, they kind of touch on that. Uh, the whole beta tester having better skills, touching on that kind of stuff. Uh, the bosses feel like real bosses. It's just very well done show, and the presentation in it it was just excellent. They again they touched on all these subjects like is this really real? Uh, maybe this is what reality is. A lot of really really good uh, topics they hit, and that's why it, it hit my number seven. So, sure enough, yeah, number six for you. Number six for me is Death Note. Which is my number two. Which is your number two. So, so we're going to skip on that one, too? skip on that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my number six is, is when they cry. your number four. Is my number four. <laughs> so we will... We're not... Well, I didn't think about this before, See, now but... Now it, we're getting it, really it challenging does, here. It does, it does fit better because it, that way, you know, you can discuss... And you, since you have it higher on your list, you are going to want to praise it more. So, otherwise, you're just going to be repeating the same things that I I say. Okay, so um, your number five, Utawara Mono. Utawara Mono, <laughs> <laughs> the tongue twister anime show. This one is uh, based off of a what was it a game, if I remember right? Um, and it actually was one of the few shows that does actually do really well even though it was an adaptation um it's effectively about a guy who wakes up in a house uh and he is being taken care of by a cute i don't know what she is a lamb if i remember right that was like a fawn or something like that a fawn or something she's really cat girl with with low ears yeah (laughs) really she was adorable it doesn't really matter what she is honestly (laughs) um this shows about what twenty six episodes does it say, and it yeah. centers around this guy. Uh, effectively, he's a general. Um, they he slowly builds up a military uh, to fight against um, forces that are for some reason attacking his land. Um, I don't want to go too deep into it. Um, but effectively, uh, his name is what? Haruko? Hakaruko? Yeah, yeah, you're basically following a, a story, a, a, almost not really, I wouldn't say typical, but it is a essentially a, uh, here's a war-torn village, and he, this guy's uprising with his own militia that he basically fabricates out of farmhands, and ends up getting more military power within him, and he's essentially 
fighting against these these warring countries that are destroying their land. This this show is very very um, heavily character driven. I I I I do I do enjoy the the character interactions. The artwork is gorgeous in the show. Um, very very well done a- uh, animations. Um, there's there's just a lot to be said. It it, it has a wonderful plot. A very very strong. Um, you you will find yourself just from the get go enjoying yourself and and just love and just following through the show it's it's a very timeless show i want to say the characters were probably my biggest draw on the show i love the character designs and i liked their interactions was even though it was a a, a war story uh, there was a lot of focus on the characters themselves and i enjoyed the, each one of them uh, plus a huge twist at the end that, oh yeah that that really just just drove it all together or drove it all home and and just and it tied up very well. Yeah, I don't remember any any real huge plot holes at all. Yeah, it was a little deep at first, but when it, you 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 can attach to it pretty easily. I'm I'm terrible at uh, uh, kind of uh, political kind of stuff, but I still was able to gather it. <laughs> well, one of the things that I I I just thought of is you you don't really have to f- pay a lot of attention to the story but at the same time you you probably better pay a little bit of attention it is one of those shows that you can kind of turn off your brain on (laughs) it was a lot of fun i did enjoy the show and i think that it's definitely worth anybody's time all right so my number five which i'm actually very surprised is not on your list i told you why it's on my list tisk 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 okay hold up hold up you really want to go there you want to go there you want to go there you didn't touch it I told you it, it it should not be on your list. So, Wolf Children, because he knows he's wrong. No, because this story first follows- off, you if you're gonna say it, I know that I'm wrong, I'm gonna go there. You think that Wolf Children or your number four is better anime than Wolf Children? Yes. You 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 suck if you really think that that show well, is better. Obviously, every one of yours is better than Wolf Children. I don't consider it an anime. Okay. Uh, well, Wolf Children, which I consider an anime, and if anybody believes that it's not an anime, and just you can remember this: them. that every one of the shows that are that are past this are better animes than Wolf Children. Yes, <laughs> Hannah is basically a, uh, a a your standard university girl. She chooses. Uh, she meets this boy at uh, the university one day that kind of seems kind of a, an outcast. Uh, he doesn't really want to get involved with things, so she kind of chases him down and gets to know him. Uh, and at some point, he decides to tell her his secret. He is actually a a, a, a last remaining descendant of uh, wolf people. And, of course, she still falls in love with them. They have a ch- uh, two children together. And at some point, they get separated. And the story itself is is developing to show this single woman raising two children. But the twist is, is that the two children are wolf children. They... They can choose at at random times to be either wolf or be human, and what tra- captured me so much in this show was just the the heartwarming story. I love the characters. I love the uh, again the the whole mother raising two wolf children thing, which was uh, at one point being just a story of a woman raising two children, but again also at the same time the interesting aspect of them being wolf children at the same time, and easily. Uh, fits into my list and again here watched here recently so it, it managed to nudge itself inside there so wolf children is my number five all righty so number four which is my number six 
when cicadas cry, Higurashi, when cicadas cry, when they cry, whatever you want to call it. There's like 50 million titles for this stupid <laughs> show. When they cry, that is a show. It's it almost. I don't know how I would describe it without actually ruining any storyline on it. Um, well, let me hit the story since I already had it prepared. <laughs> I know you do. That's why I didn't. Um, this basically covers Kichi, uh, Kechi, Maibra, Mabara, Kechi. We'll, we'll just call him Kechi. Um, he moves to this town called, uh, which is a fictional town called Hinamimazawa. Well, I'm going to butch these names right now. Hinamimazawa. And this town, this little itty bitty village, about 2,000 people, uh, it has kind of an interesting element behind it. You'll notice right off the bat, if you watch this show, uh, it almost feels kind of um, a Groundhog Day-ish because something happens. Well, see, and, and that's what I was like worried about. That's what I was kind of worried about saying without... It kind of hits it right off the bat. Yeah, you'll but have that I mean, it'll, 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 you'll have to go through at least two loops before you realize what's actually going on. <laughs> Which essentially is two episodes, so it's not that big of a spoiler. Like I said, just keep in mind, it'll feel like it's groundhogish, but there's a reason behind it, and that's kind of the element that I really liked. Uh, because you're going to go through a lot of episodes, but yet they'll, they're still hitting different points in each one of these episodes. Again, kind of groundhogish, but not really. And that was kind of the interesting element because I was like, what is really going on here? And then when you kind of start figuring it out and the characters start reacting to it, that's where it gets really, really interesting. And to be honest, very, very scory, messed up oh, show. Extremely brutal. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, when, when I was writing down the, the, this for it, I mean, to me, it's dark and twisted. Might as well just go all the way. This one is brutal. This is by far one of the worst. I mean, I don't want to say worst. I mean, just darkest shows that I've ever seen. I it it is top ten list as far as brutal. Yeah. So to keep in mind that it's not family friendly. So <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and it's kind of like up there. If you've ever watched Elf and Light, it's that kind of really screwed up, gory kind of thing going on. Uh, so just be aware of it. It's not for everybody, but at the same time, if you're looking for something like that, uh, there's a reason behind everything, even though it is gory. And when you finally realize what that is, it's it's very very interesting. So yeah, I think that's pretty much all. I did not care much for the animation style, but it grows on you. I mean, the characters are very. It has almost a silly feel every now and then. And it kind of fits both that gory and that silly feel. So. I think that's kind of why they chose to go that, that route. <laughs> that, that is true. I never really thought about it. I mean, I think it actually lends itself more to the um, the uh, off-the-wall psychotic feel that it, it does af- actually give. I mean, when it comes down to it, the characters just fit that category. I mean, you would think that they are kind of silly looking, but when it comes down to it, they just fit right into the psychotic, in my opinion. Yeah, it kind of makes it, it makes it towards very flexible is my, my, yeah. my, my key there. But yeah, moving on to my number four, which is Code Geass. Uh, this is which he the, thinks is better than Wolf Children. Yes, he's going to keep driving that one until it's dead, <laughs> apparently. Um, this covers a boy named Lelouch. Uh, he is a Britannian. Uh, this is basically a fictitious uh, world of Japan where this kingdom of Britannia has overthrown Japan and pushed all the people of Japan into their own sector. So they're kind of like in a slums. Um, and again, Lelouchia, who is uh, part of the Britannians, he at some point uh, is disgusted by 
the battalions themselves because of its effect on his family uh, uh, is essentially has uh, crippled his sister, um, killed his mother. Uh, all these things kind of weigh down on him to the point that he just despises the people that he walks alongside. Um, so at some point, he decides that he's going to uh, be a rebel against the rebellion, or the, he, he's going to run the rebellion. Uh, he ends up stumbling upon this uh, this myst- mystic girl. Her name is Cece. And Cece uh, has a special ability that she bestows upon him. And this ability uh, manifests in his eye. Uh, essentially, when he looks somebody in the eye with this particular eye and tells them to do something, they have to do it. No matter what, they just get taken over and they have to do it. So the first example is a bunch of soldiers come in and he says, kill yourself. So all the soldiers say, yes, sir. And they all take the guns off of him, point at their head, and they pull the trigger. Uh, if you have not guessed it by now, it's a very violent show. Uh Outside of that, uh, it's got a lot of action. There's some some little bit of mecha in there. I was a little dist- I was hesitant at first because I'm not big on the mechas, uh, but it does not it doesn't overdo the mechas. Uh, they are a, a military force made by the Britannians, and that's why the Britannians have been able to take over all these countries. Uh, he uses them at some point against them. Key point though is that Lulush is a brilliant, brilliant strategist. He is a brainchild, again, kind of similar to Katana Katari. Um, he's a he. He does like chess on the side. He's, he's completely brilliant. He knows exactly what to do, and this manifests along with his his newfound power. Uh, and he uses both those abilities, his his smarts and his ability, to run this rebellion, and. The key thing here in the show is that at every single point where things seem grim, he pulls it off so well and so brilliantly that it, it just it makes this show so amazing. And I can honestly say if you're going to watch this show, you have to watch both seasons because the end of the second season was probably one of the greatest moments in anime history for me. I enjoyed it so much. The way that they twisted everything, it all came to a conclusion. The bow was put on the, the card on the side that says, To You... I love you. It was amazing. Did I did I just boost that up enough? It was a great ending. Loved it. So yeah, that is uh, Code Geass. Now, if I could ever four. find if I could ever find a legal way to watch it, <laughs> yeah, I, one of these days I'm just gonna have to buy it because I I'd, I'd love to watch it through. I again. have seen I have seen the first season and it was it was pretty good. I I I I it makes me want to see the second season just because it. If, I mean. The way that you're you're putting it, I mean, it it couldn't possibly get any better than that that ending. So it's like now I I know I have to see the second season. It's just yeah, frustrating. Like, like you're gonna have future diaries come up here. I think it's which our next one we're gonna go through. Even future diaries, which had a great ending to it, this just tops. Like I said, every anime I've ever had, this was just the top ending for everything. It was just so well done. But yeah, we'll move on to your third, which is future diaries, future which diaries. is three up from. Wolf Children. Or, no, 7-Up from Wolf Children. Is it on your list? No. It is It is probably the, my top movie. I think I actually have it on my movie list. But not your top anime. It is a movie. Not your top anime, though. So, Future Diaries. Future Diary. Which, Yuki? 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. There is only one real downside to this, and that is that 
really slow part in the middle of it, but it is such an awesome show. And I think that it, a lot of people need to remember to go ahead and check this out. So I definitely wanted to add this to my list. I think it is definitely top 10 worthy. Um, it's about, um, a boy who has an imaginary friend, uh, uh, deuce ex machina, uh, the time of, or the God of time and space. And he has decided to do almost a battle royale uh, with 12 people. Um, each one of them, he is giving a phone, which is pretty much a diary, and it gives them the ability to see into the future. Um, quick story short, in a nutshell, I hope uh, he has a stalker girlfriend named Yuno, who has a little bit of a dark side. She honestly makes this show and honestly, just go and check it out. It's worth it. Um, I hate the, the middle section, but you're going to have to fight through it. It is definitely worth it. Yeah, Very totally, good show. I totally forgot to mention that in the Sword Art Online talk was Sword Art Online is great up to episode 12 and that second arc I, is questionable. Like I said, the first arc is what made it so it's not that big of a deal it's the same with feature diaries even though when you get to about the 10 episode and you have to go through this kind of 10 episodes of why is this even here i think i'd put it in my review that if it didn't have that section i'd probably give it a five but it kind of is needed and you'll know why when you start seeing the ending so just be aware of that in my opinion <laughs> yeah that's that's why i'm making it really really i mean i'm i'm pointing it out it, it's it's a good show and it's but it's very very much worthy it's a testimony to how great Feature Diaries is and how great Sword Online is. Even with those big, huge gaps yeah. of, we don't need this, it's still an amazing show. Yeah, that's definitely true. So yeah, I'll move on to my three, which is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, we're getting to the top list here. We're starting to get into stuff that was there our last show, so you'll kind of know our thoughts already. But for those who haven't, we'll, we're going to get into this. Uh, if you do have not watched Neon Genesis Evangelion, where have you been for the last... 20 years. <laughs> uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion covers a boy named Shinji. Uh, he goes to, uh, he's gets a letter from his father, the code co to his father, who is Neo Japan. And Neo Japan is kind of a fictitious, futuristic world of Japan uh, that is essentially uh, a, a center hub for civilization, but also mankind's last hope almost. Uh, his father is running this company, this organization called Nerve, which essentially fabricate these gigantic mecha. I wouldn't really call them mecha. They're more kind of pseudo-living, uh, pseudo-mecha uh, suits, and they're gigantic. They're the size of, you know, 10-story buildings, probably 20-story buildings, actually. Uh, his father essentially brought him there only to say, hey, you're going to pilot one of these things. Um, you have Shut the up, right. Shinji. Go and pilot. Yeah. <laughs> if you have not known yet, that is probably the only downside that you have in Neon Genesis Evangelion. Shinji is, kind of has his own meme. He's a Shinji-itis. It's <laughs> kind of what the main character in Feature Diaries is. He okay, yeah, Shinji yeah. Shinji-itis. Well, well it, it, it says something that people actually make reference to Neon yeah. Genesis. Neon Genesis is like a... A, a monolith in in the history of anime. I mean, everybody it created knows what... the mindless soul soul soulless girl, which is Rei yeah, Ayanami. Right. It created basically the Sundere, which is Asuka Langley Soyu. Uh, this show created so many archetypes because it was such a 
pinnacle of anime history. And then pretty much any time you have a whiny main character, you always refer to Shinji. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> got Shinji-itis. Um, but yeah, to move on, uh, what what's going on in this world is that it is... It's got a lot of biblical references. Uh, it's very. It's got a very deep story. Nobody understands the story. They're trying to retell it right now uh, with the newest releases, which are amazing. If you and haven't on, seen the new, are ones. they on four point four now? Three point three three is releasing in February for America. Okay. So it's already in, in Japan. I think they're going to six. No, five. Five episodes. Um, and they're telling the story a lot better, uh, but. If you want the full story right now, you'll still have to watch the old version, which is still uh, – they were beautiful back then. They're still beautiful, beautifully done then. Uh, now. Uh, they had a lot of budget for these show, these, this series. Well, um, we'll, so you, we'll know if they told it better when it gets to the end because the end is really what we'll decide. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think they're doing Evangelion, something Evangelion, I mean, I, I'm sorry to jump in on your, on your, on your number three. I mean – I love Evangelion. I don't think it's it, my top ten worthy because it just it honestly to me it dropped the ball at the end because it was so convoluted. I mean, they even came out and released a movie to try and tie up the end of this show because it just it's it is convoluted. You it it's trying to. S- Tell a story and but I don't to think, understand I don't think it's bad that story way, though because I think I think with the way that they did it, uh, not anybody can really understand it fully. But what you can get out of it is your own story, even though you can't really understand it all. You still get something there that tells you, man, there's a lot of depth. To this it's just like Xenogears, the game itself. You can't really understand Xenogears, but it has so much juice there that you're like, this is a very deep story. I still get some of it. So it's still a good experience altogether. I don't, I'm not. I'm not bashing Evangelion. Evangelion is a great show. I mean, all over, it is a perfect show. I personally hated the ending, although it was very good, well done. <laughs> if yeah, that can be back, said. To get back to the story, uh, this world itself is being attacked on a regular basis by what they call angels, and these angels descend upon uh, from above and. They're superhuman. Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, they're these angelic beings that have certain abilities, and again, they have to pilot these gigantic mechas to fight them. They're the only way they can do it. any kind of missiles, whatnot. Just do not phase these things. They have to actually get in there, melee combat, and actually take them down. And it's not really about the mechas. It's this isn't Gundam or anything. It's about the characters and how they deal with the situation, what they're dealing with. Uh, where these angels are coming from, why they're here. Uh, again, the whole biblical reference, they have a whole uh, second coming and the annihilation of human race kind of thing going on. And it's it's just very deep. It's very hard to understand, but like I said, there's so much juice there that it, it makes it worth it and makes it my number three. So, number two for you. Number two, I have in this position, because it's my list, and, and I can do it. And it's higher than Wolf Children. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now he doesn't like it. Well, you're the one who's actually putting it on your list, so. Because it's awesome. But it's not an anime. <laughs> anyway, I put Chobits on there. Um, this is just a very, very cute show. Um, and it does have a surprisingly deep story. 
a lot of pe- people tend to look at this show, they'll see maybe the first episode or two and they go, oh, they just chalk it up to, oh, it's a cutesy uh, excuse for etchy. But when it, when it if you watch through the entire show, it, it does have a surprising um, human, humanization story. Um, it's, it's almost, uh, a compare, a, a, a comparison to what is human compared to what is a, what is truly a robot. I, and, and it is a very, very, very deep story. And it, a lot of people are probably very quickly turned off by it and don't give it the, tr- the, the, the attempt that it actually deserves. It is a very, very good story. And plus it's. Thank you. So <laughs> a lot of charm, a lot of uh, a lot of charm. very good rom com, if you want to call it that. Um, but yeah, so that's Chobits, your number two. My number two is Death Note, which is your number six. Uh, Death Note, where to begin? First off, amazing show. Get that out of the way. Uh, this covers Light, who is a again a very smart man. We're getting a lot of those in our show now. Uh, he's a very smart boy. He's uh, currently going to school. Uh, he's also on the side. He's learning about uh, law uh, because his father is uh, chief of police. Uh, so he's very interested in law itself. So he's already got pretty much like every law book, and he's pretty much memorized most of it. He's a very smart guy. Uh, one day, he he's kind of got this feeling that he doesn't like the world as it is because, again, his father is in the law, and and a lot of people get you know loose because they you know win court laws and all that kind of stuff, even though they know they're they're bad people. Well, one day he's walking uh, from school and he this notebook just lands on the ground in front of him. It's labeled Death Note. Well, he's like, okay. And he looks inside of it and it has kind of written in there, if you write somebody's name in here, they will die. Thinking it's kind of a joke, shrugs it off, goes home. Uh, and then he's sitting in front of his uh, TV and he's, you know, there's this big court case that just happened and this guy's set free and these people are crying because they're like, he, we knew it was him. We have all this evidence, but we weren't able to put him behind bars. And so he's like, you know, let me, let me, for the heck of it, let's try out this notebook. No, actually, he did it at the store, didn't he? Yeah, he was at the store. Um, sees this really nasty person hurt, hurting this girl. And so he's like, you know, I'm going to try it out. He writes this guy's name because he heard the guy's, mention the guy's name. He writes his name down on the book. And sure enough, this car comes by and slams into the guy and kills him. Okay. Um, did this really happen? Kind of shrugs it off again, goes home, tries it again on, uh, again, that news report. It happens. Guy has a heart attack, falls dead right on live TV. It's like, okay, this is real. This thing is real. This book, if I write a name in it, is they'll die. So what happens is he he becomes his own, he becomes a law. He decides who dies and who lives. And at some point... Vigilante on the top tier. <laughs> yeah, pretty much an assassin that nobody can ever catch. He's he pretty much got the mindset. I can never be caught because all I have to do is write their name and they die. Who knows? It's me. Well, at some point, this guy named L shows up on television. Nameless kind of nameless. It's a, a fake name. Um, doesn't show his face. Nothing. He just, he's, he's known as L and all you can get is his voice. And he basically points out, Hey, I know there's a guy out there right now who's killing these people and I'm going to find you. So the show quickly turns into this very uh, brilliant uh, clash between two brilliant minds, L and Light. They're both brilliant people, masterminds, and they're constantly at each other trying to figure out who's one or the other. 
because all Light has to do is figure out who L is and he can kill him. All L has to do is find out who Light is and put him behind bars. It's very brilliantly done. Uh, great story. I will say, though, that the series itself is like 52 episodes, very long. Uh, let me let me throw something out there okay. just to just to help you because I know exactly where you're going to get re- getting ready to go to. I almost suggest I I I have this up here as one of my top animes because it is a really good anime. Um, I have it a little bit lower than my brother, mostly because of the same issue that he's go- getting ready to point out. Sort of. I would almost suggest just going out and watching the um, the anime is good. So don't get me wrong on this. And that's why it is on my top 10 list. Um, but I would almost suggest going out and buying or going out and watching the uh, live action movie. Uh, it it does everything that the anime does and it cuts off and packages it better to me than the actual anime does. Yeah, at some point in the, the TV series, again, it's like 50 episodes long, about halfway through, you kind of get a conclusion of one arc, and then they go into a second arc. And that second arc really feels, it's good, and I enjoyed it all the way through, but it's just like Future Diaries and just like Sword Art Online. It it doesn't really feel like it needed to be there. Um, but the way that the movie does it, which is two, which is two, uh, two movies long, um, the way it does that is it's very quick. It's very well acted, very well done. The CG for the the demon character that follows him around is very well done. And the way that it concluded in the movie, I actually enjoyed the ending of the movie better because it, it wrapped everything else, everything together very well. Whereas the animated kind of just, it did it okay, but it, it drug it out. So yeah, definitely agree with him. If you want to just watch it really quickly, watch the movie. But if you actually want to sit through a nice long uh, animated series, you can't go wrong with the animated series either. So, you're number one. One, one, one. Anime of all time. Now, my number one anime of all time, I have not, I have yet to find a anime that actually, to me, fits this category. And I personally don't think that this is, how do I put this? Let me put it this way. Future Diaries is a great anime. Chobits is a great anime. When Cicadas Cry is a great anime. This one is a very good anime. But, that being said, this is a... It does everything right as far as an anime is concerned. Um, I put this in a special category because it is... Um, everything that I believe that an anime should have. If I was to, if somebody was to say, what is an anime? I would say, go and watch this anime. This is the anime that I believe it has the cutesy characters. It has a good story plot. Um, it drives well, um, has its twists, um, packages the entire story up very well. Um, there is no real dry, dry points. It has a little bit of fan service. Um, for those who actually care about fan service, a lot of us have been kind of turned off to fan service eventually um, because it's just being overdone right right now. But 
And so pretty much any fan service kills us right now. But this one did was before that little push and does have a little bit of fan service. Um, has has great ca- character uh, interaction and it also drives well. Um, this anime is called My Hime, if I haven't actually said that yet. <laughs> yeah, if we ever do a video of this version, it's, I'm probably just going to put it at the beginning. Yeah, you're probably going to have to. Gonna watch a bunch of film. like, what the heck is this thing? <laughs> They're showing me all this stuff and he's talking about it. The story revolves around a, a, a young girl named Mai. Um, she's been invited to a special school. Fuka that, Academy. Fuka Academy. Um, one of the perks of her school is that she gets to take care of her younger brother. Um, she also comes to find out that she has a special power. She can summon a dragon, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, she, she ends up quickly meeting a couple of other girls and they all become good friends. And it event eventually becomes a battle Royale type situation. This is a very, very good story and it is definitely worth your time. Um, if you have never watched it, um, I highly suggest it. It is, like I said, this is an encapsulation of everything I believe an anime should have. For it to truly be an anime. Andrew. Now to talk about an anime that has absolutely none of that, which encapsulates anime for me. (laughs) (laughs) My number one is Clannad. And again, if anybody knows me or knows our show itself, Clannad is my personal favorite anime of all time. Uh, What what drew me so much to this show itself is that it's got great characters. Um, I love every single one of the characters, especially the main character, which is not very often... Yes, this is kind of a uh, haremish kind of anime, but at the same time, it's not. It has nothing to do with the draw of multiple characters loving this one character. And that main character actually has a lot of characteristics to himself, and he's very funny, he's witty, and pretty much makes the show. Uh, the story follows Tomoyo, who is kind of, he doesn't like life. He he has a drug deadbeat dad, or a, a drunk deadbeat dad. Uh, who is still recovering over the loss of his mother. And so he just does not like life. Uh, Well, one day going to school, he ends up bumping into this girl named Nagisa. And Nagisa is uh, just returning to school from being very ill. She has a lot of... uh, She's just recently gone over a really bad illness. And he kind of, through trying to get her to enjoy school again... He himself eventually grows to like life again in school. And it's that whole interaction between the two of them that makes a great story. Um, and that's not it. They still have side characters. And again, this is another key show. So a lot of, there's a lot of side characters, and they all have their own stories to them. They have their own tragedies. They have their own uh, humor. They have their own uh, love and, and greatness. And, like, there's Fuka. She's uh, this little girl who runs around making starfishes for people, and there's a reason behind that. You have Tomoya, who is kind of a uh, – keeps order in the school. She's she's very strong, and she has her own story behind her. And you have uh, Ryu, Ryu and Kyo, which I believe their names are. If I got them wrong, I'm sorry. And they're uh, being childhood friends of uh, uh, Tomoyo and what their story is behind them. Just a lot of really great characters – and they all have their own stories that I really enjoy going through. A lot of tear shed, a lot of 
a lot of laughs, a lot of really funny moments in the show, and I just can't stop watching it. I'm planning on here soon watching it again. Uh, Just a great show altogether, and I really enjoy it, which makes it my number one. It actually was on my list, if I remember right, and one of the things that I wanted to point out is um, a lot of these side characters, uh, you have this overarching theme um, which really drives the story. And at the same time, you have all of these little tidbit stories, which nothing actually takes away from previous stories. One of the things that you notice about some some of these shows like this is that your 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 main overarching theme tends to get lost in the in the shuffle of okay, let's learn about this character or let's learn about this character. Nothing actually takes away from anybody else. It all drives mm-hmm. for this one continuous story, which is so well done. Yeah, and it's based off a of visual novel. And I think what the the problem that happens with a lot of sh- shows that come from visual novels, you have that feeling of, oh, you should get together with that girl. And then they kind of touch a little bit and they kind of back off. And they go, oh, you should get in with that girl. And they kind of touch a little bit and then they back off. This doesn't feel like that at all. And they still do the after story things, which definitely if you watch the show, each of the after stories are just fantastic, especially the main after story. Um, but there's just so well played out that, yeah, again, like you don't really have that feeling of, uh, one character should be with another kind of thing. Is that all you had? That is Clanad and Clanad after story. You, you should automatically just consider that a part of it. Shouldn't you? Yeah, pretty much. You're not going to watch Clanad without wanting to watch after story. I will say, (laughs) do not watch the movies or the, the movie. Uh, the movie is another just like Air TV where they kind of try to scrunch this whole series into one little movie and it just didn't do it. Didn't do it at all. The way that they portrayed it just didn't work at all. And again, it kind of touches on both Clannad and After Story. Watching the series is so much better done. And again, it's all about the side characters and those don't really get touched in the movie. So, yeah. So we're going to do our honorable mentions? Honorable mentions, or as Chris looks like he named it, the fun farewells. <laughs> and honorable well, I, mentions. I do actually want to add one to my honorable mentions, or fun farewells, however you want to call it. So I don't want to say fun farewell, but I, and my, I called it fun farewell because those were the ones that kind of just Unfortunately, they ended up having to drop off my list because it just, you only have 10 slots, so you have to knock some off. Um, my first one is Tenchi Moyo. Um, great show. Uh, it's it's a timeless harem. Uh, you can't, it, it's, it's, Tenchi Moyo is actually such a name in the anime uh, market that you just, you're, you're gonna know them at some point. One of, one of the first ones that it. I really watched that really showed me what anime was. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, I, you touched like Sailor Moon, Project Echo, and then when I watched Tenchi Muyo, it was like, okay, this is an anime. This is what <laughs> got me started. Really, is what got me really set on anime. To be I, honest, it, it is. It's it's timeless. You, Tenchi Muyo and or Tenchi Universe and Tenchi in Tokyo, great shows. There is some that you can get in there and you're like, okay, what are we yeah, getting GPS. into here? <laughs> I would not touch GPS. I think it's called they've GPS. Got, they've got Galaxy Police, yes, GTX. They've got they've got so many out there. I, I would say Universe. The OAV is good, too. And uh, Tenchi in Tokyo. I'm okay with Tenchi in Tokyo. Not that set on it. 
the first movie was amazing. Um, I that one really touched me. Uh, the second movie was all right. Um, I I forget what the third movie was. I th- I want to say the third movie was okay too. But that being said, these shows did not age well. No, not really. They're not they, the greatest they, animation they, anymore. Yeah. It, they they did not age, but you could well probably get used to I it mean, though. Yeah, they, it's a great show. Don't get me wrong. I I, I I'm surprised you you don't don't like t- Tokyo. I mean, I, it just it felt like it was like okay, here's Tenchi Universe where all these girls are clamoring over him. Now let's throw another one in there, and they kind of got a little. And I I really liked that character. They I added. was gonna say she was like I my favorite her. of was, all of them. See, that's my problem though. That's just my problem with harems is there's that one character you're like. That is the perfect girl. If he can see that, and he still he walks actually, away from he it. Actually yeah, he actually did like her. Yeah, he settled down with her, but it's just, it, it couldn't last. You, I just, guess. With, with Ayaka, it's kind of hard not. <laughs> like that Sasami. Ayaka, if you're Ayaka, a Wally, you have to like the Sasami. Ayaka was my close second, and then then maybe Ryoko. <laughs> I think I was, I think I was, I think the one I like was Kyoko. I think that was the one I liked the most. Kyoko? Mahoshi's partner. Kyone. He was the only... Yeah, Kyone. Kyone. How Kyone. do you not... <laughs> I couldn't even remember the names. It's, it's been so long since I watched it. But yeah, she was she was my character. Because she was the she, only well, one that was normal. She was awesome. She, she was, was the awesome. only one that was normal. I, didn't, I, I kind of like Mahoshu. Kyone was awesome. I, I agree. But she was not really honestly in the running. Who the heck is Kyoko? Anyways... <laughs> We can't get too long on these mentions. Anyway, other mentions. You um, your, I'm going to go with mine, which is Kokoro Connect. Uh, this is one of those shows that I so badly want to put on my list, but I just can't find something to bump it off. Um, Kokoro Connect basically follows these uh, these school children. Um, one day, out of nowhere, they have this uh, occurrence where certain people, certain well, some of these kids will swap places with the other. So. There'll be this boy in class and this girl in the bathroom. Yes, this it does touch this a little bit. It doesn't get it doesn't get weird, so don't worry about it. There's a girl will be in the, the girl's bathroom and suddenly the boy is in the girl's body in the bathroom and the girl is in the boy's body in the in the classroom. So she'll frantically run out of the classroom, run to the bathroom and say, Get the heck out of that bathroom kind of thing. It's, it had that really funny awkwardness to it. But again, it doesn't get weird, so don't don't worry too much about that. Um, at first I was kind of wondering where this is going to go from here, um, they don't they don't kick that whole thing to death. They move on to other things like people having to say things that are on their mind without them being able to stop. And it really touched the idea of, do you really know your friends? Are your friends willing to know your deepest secrets? And it was that aspect that made this show so heartwarming, so emotional. And there was a lot of really tough decisions these kids had to make. That was almost cruel, but at the same time, it made the show so great. And again, if I could put it on my list, I would. It is that great of a show, and I think everybody should watch it. Do you remember that show, or did you watch oh, it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I loved it. Um, my next one is going to be uh, In the Jungle with Hale and Goo. <laughs> it's a Womo. day was a big old... Jungle Wa Hale. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um this one, um, the, the, the the world was sane and then came goo or something like that. Yeah, or the forest was quiet and then came goo. The jungle was quiet and then came goo. Yeah, it. This one, 
is one of my tops. Um, if you asked me what what a f- one for one funny anime to watch right now, it would be this one. This one is just. Um, it has a randomness to it that very random, very random. I it, it but at the but same time, it's not. Oh yeah, it's great. But at the same time, it's not so random as like Furikuri. I, to I'm give s- people an idea, there's a girl, and she, her name is Goo, and she's crazy, but she has kind of a weird power about herself. But at some point, with this boy who is like the the sane mind in the whole situation, he's the one that's going, "Why is this happening? Why are people accepting this?" Well, at some point, she brings something up, and he said. No, I don't want that. So she's like, okay, well, I'm going to put it in a box. And she draws a fictitious box. And then he says, okay, no, take it out of the box. No, she, she he, was asking, he was asking her how she, how she got to him so fast. Yeah. And she went ahead and put the explanation in the box. Yeah. And he said, no, no, don't put it in the box. Well, then I'm going to throw the box away. He like, says, no, 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 no don't throw it away. He th- she throws it in a fictitious <laughs> river. And he's like, no, take it out of the river. And she takes it out of the river. And then she goes, set it on fire. He's like, no, no, put it out, put it out. <laughs> And then he realizes I'm talking. I'm telling her not to burn this fictitious box, <laughs> and that's what makes it so great. And the laugh, the laugh yeah, is the hilarious. Laugh is, her laugh is <laughs> really hilarious. That is my second yeah. honorable mention. Um, another one I had to bump off my list is Canon. Uh, Canon is similarly to uh, Air and Clannad. It's a key show. And again, you're mo- you're moving into very deep characters, very uh, lovable characters, and the story basically, in a nutshell, follows a boy who goes back to his hometown, and in this hometown, there's kind of a uh, almost uh, eerie, uh, special aspect to it. There's these uh, people with lost memories, people that are uh, involved in his his past, and there's. Uh, certain beings that come from the forest that uh, eventually we have to return. I can't really get too much into it. And again, it's very kind of difficult to follow, but when you do get into the story, it's very great. And again, it's got a lot of humor in it. Uh, one of my favorite moments in it is the, the mother's toast. She has this very secret uh, uh, gel jam that she puts on the toast. And of course, all the characters will learn eventually one time or another that this is not good. And they, they flee the home when it's, when it's brought out. But again, it's great characters, a lot of funny moments, and I just love the characters. One thing that it, that definitely a lot of those those shows that it, my brother is bringing up, they, it, it, the characters are just so well done. Um, my next one is Rurouni Kenshin. This one is actually a another one of those titans. I mean, people are just going to know what Rurouni Kenshin is. You can you can't go anywhere without finding somebody who knows what Rurouni Kenshin is. Um this one definitely deserves a spot on a top 10 list and it's it, it was so hard to drop this one off my list because honestly I just believe that the ones on my top 10 list are top t- a little, little bit better than this one it but it is hard to drop this one. Um, this one is so art- artistically done. Um, it is beautiful. The character development is awesome. Um, it is a, definitely a dark show. Um, the second season is a little bit lighter, but it is it can go dark just as quickly at, towards the end. 
So don't don't think that. But it's nowhere near as dark as the actual first season of Ronnie Kitchen. So that being said, that is my number three. <laughs> number three. My number three on my drop off list. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, uh, that, I didn't mean to say number three. You can take off the number three. No, no, one of my mentions is Gunslinger Girls. Um, this, again, has got great character development. Uh, it's very dark. Uh, you have, essentially, is a organization that uh, takes orphan children and makes them into killing machines. They're kind of assassins, uh, very good with the guns. Uh, and it, it essentially is following one guy. And each one of these girls are then partnered with a, a, a man that will uh, lead them as they go around, you know, to do investigations or whatnot. And I just love the characters. And again, it's very, very dark. And I kind of like that aspect to the show itself. Very gritty and a lot of espionage kind of stuff. So that's one of my honorable mentions. Uh, Fafner and the Asur. This one is probably one of the first, um, uh, I'm going to have to say first anime that I actually watched that truly made me cry. <laughs> Um, this one is actually kind of a mecha, um, although it is not focused on the mecha, which is one of the biggest turnoffs. Kind of like Neon Genesis. Yeah, it, 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 one of the quick, one of the main things that you'll notice about me and my brother, we don't really care for mechas too much. Um, so this one is just like uh, Code Geass. It's just one of those that it has the mechas there, but they're not the central focus. And th- they're, this they're one an does really means, well. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, this one, it, I cannot remember the story, so don't even ask me. I think it has something to do about some kids on an island. It's been a long time since so I watched Yeah, and this. they're involved with an organization. The island itself is actually a a, a battle. It's a base with, with citizens on it. And this this entire island can move at will. And they're aliens essentially are fighting off. Yeah, they're fighting off aliens, just kind of like Neon Genesis Evangelion. But... Again, I, I kind of agree with him. Is it not really about the mechas? Not really about what they're fighting. It's about the characters and how they're oh, dealing yeah, with the situation, definitely. and and pretty much at some points the loss of uh, some of their friends, which pretty much was the big traumatic side to the story for me. Was just no, they didn't. Oh man, yeah. He, he, this one is very very driven by characters. Heartstrings will be pulled oh, definitely, and it kind of is a testimony to how great the characters are. So yeah. Um, I have two more, but I got Dino Coil. I do have one more after this oh, one. Oh, good, because I don't have to talk twice in a row. Dino Coil, which is another one that got bumped off my list. Uh, this one is uh, basically kind of a pseudo-futuristic kind of thing. And like I mentioned in my last talk about this, is I like scientific science fiction stuff and futuristic stuff, but I don't like it to where it pushes too far to where you're like, I, can that really happen? This This show kind of is made where you're kind of... I can see that happening. I can see this being a world. So you have it's kind of a, a pseudo-futuristic. Every person pretty much wears these glasses that have augmented reality on them. So when you're wearing these glasses, you can have a digital pet running around the ground because it's all synced. So you can, hey, you can have virtual pets. You can have this virtual world that syncs with your regular world that you're looking at. And it follows this one girl who just recently moves into this town she ends up learning that there's this kind of market behind destroying uh, uh, def- uh, bad code, stuff like that, uh, rescuing virtual pets, stuff like that. And then it kind of gets into her life in school. You have, like, kids being mischievous with their with their technology and stuff like that. Like I said, it's very still very grounded science fiction, but 
it has that futuristic element that I really enjoyed, and they did the stories very well. So, what's your next mention? Um, this one actually, I'm adding to my uh, to my list of honorable mentions. It is Skip Beat. Um, this actually is a show about a young girl who um, uh, pretty much got thrown to the or kicked to the corner by uh, a her childhood friend, who she pretty much worshipped. Um, he is a super idol and. Um, brought her along as almost a trophy girl a trophy well no not really even a trophy girl more like a a, a maid servant uh pretty much she was just his whenever she would he would go home she would be there um she was constantly uh praising him giving him all kinds of uh support whenever he was at home but Slowly, he would stop coming home as often, and and she, and eventually, she ends up walking in on him, talking to his manager, and pretty much bashing her, and really calling her just trash that he just brought along because he could, he just because she worshipped him, and and he didn't really care for her at all. And when she heard this, it just totally destroyed her heart. And from that point on, she decides that she's not going to fall in love with, uh, fall in love with again. Now, during that process, she also decides that she's going to prove that she is actually a better, she's better than him. Now to do that, she decides to become an idol and, the only way that she can find to become an idol is to go into acting. Uh, from that point, that's that's the main that's the main catalyst for the storyline. Her real story is her um, becoming an actress, and you, the as as really kind of boring as this sounds. It actually works very well. Um, there's a lot of intricate things that they use to um, to drive the uh, her becoming. She uh, uh, learning little techniques as at how to become an actress. Um, there's a romance that she ends up developing over with with a, a person that she actually did not like when she was with this uh with this other guy um she ends up being in the same uh the same uh production company as this guy um and she ends up oddly enough having him as a love interest and um the uh the, this is this is very lighthearted and at the same time a lot of fun it is there's there's no way to actually honestly describe the how well the story is told in this show so it's honestly one of those that you just honestly have to check out to understand what it really truly is all right we're getting on our last very long honorable mention um i'm gonna also throw in a cheeky angel um this show is very weird when i first watched the first episodes of the show I was. It was very awkward. Uh, you have essentially a girl who is idolized by everybody in the school. Uh, she's gorgeous. She's perfect in almost every single way. The only problem is 
she claims that she is actually a boy. Uh, the thing is that she was she ran into this gesture kind of guy and claims that that person, uh, when she was a kid, she ran into this gesture guy and she wished that uh, he would turn her into, what was it, the perfect the man? Ultimate, the ultimate yeah, guy. She, she was like, I'm a boy and uh, I ran into this thing and I told him I want to be the ultimate boy. I want to. I want to be the you know perfect. You know, uh, well, she claims that that thing then turned her into a girl, and that might seem weird because you have all these guys. You have this whole uh, protection club that of fans of her that protect her, and and they're finding out that she believes that she's actually a boy, and she doesn't want to have any relationships because she thinks that she's a boy, and that might seem weird at first, and it was very weird at first, very awkward. But the story itself progressed so well, and the at some points, it kind of seemed like it was a little confusing exactly what happened, but in the end, the show just concluded so well, and they had such great uh, interactions with this whole situation that, again, it was it was it was it's worth mentioning, definitely, definitely. I agree. <laughs> all right, that concludes it. I think we got all our mentions out, and we got our top ten list out, even though we had quite a few sidetracking and a little bit weird on the the order in which we did it, but. I think it all progressed well, and hopefully here soon I can manage to throw together a video version of this. So if you want to see these visually and not have to Google them, you can look forward to that. Um, but I'm not going to promise it completely because it has a lot of work, and YouTube doesn't like YouTube does not like it. So if you have anything, you can check us out on uh, timelessgaming.wordpress.com, and it will be posted there if it does happen. And you can find all these podcasts and more on our feed on iTunes and the Xbox Marketplace or Zoom, whatever it's called now. And you can find us, again, timelessgaming.wordpress.com for all of our news, reviews, and content. Thank you all for listening. Later. People who can't throw something important away can never hope to change anything. Are you reading fortune cookies now? No, that is Armin from Shinjeki no Kyojin. Okay. Attack, in, uh, attack on Titan. Okay. Fail. Fail on no, knowing your quote. All that was a blur. <laughs>